sex and lifestyle podcast that you didn't know you needed. This is the Swinging Soulmates podcast with your host, Mondo and Sativa. Please relax, unwind, and come play with us and our guest co-host as we candidly share our personal experiences and erotic escapades in the lifestyle. Motivated by passion and purpose, our goal is to create a community that allows themselves to be educated and entertained through the tales of the swinging soulmates. Mondo and Sativa are not medical professionals, yet we are a happily married couple of 19 years and in the LS for 10. We have a deep, unwavering commitment to our marriage and to holding a space in normalizing and redefining the concept of relationships and monogamy. The Swinging Soulmate strives to be a resource and inspiration to others. So subscribe, put a reoccurring play date on your calendar, and come along with us as we journey deep into our minds as Swinging Soulmates. Greetings and salutations, everyone. You know this is. You've been waiting. Like, where are y'all at? I miss my girl. Well, here we are. Thank you so much for joining us for this very special. I mean, I think that the last two, three months of episodes have been very special. And uh, once you guys listen, you know that I'm not lying. You know that I'm not just trying to pump somebody up. It's real talk. Um, but everybody, welcome to Soulmates and Swingers. Of course, my awesome, handsome, sexy husband. How's it going? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we just celebrated 21 years together Ooh. as of the 19th. Yes. So um, we celebrated Juneteenth, you know, federally recognized for the first time. and. Um, we and we took trips down memory lane, and um, our boys love to hear stories about what we were in college, you know, what they can hear. Um, and so I just wanted to take a little moment to say that I love you very much. 21 years seems like 21 days, and you are definitely my soulmate. Ditto. Thank you so much. So deep. It's so, it's so, express yourself so well. Uh, no. <laughs> so everybody, you know, this is your girl, Lady Sativa. And I want to go ahead and tell you right now, sit down, get your drink, get your medicine, you know, tell your kids to go to bed, do whatever that you need to do to get in the mindset to listen and enjoy, because this is going to be one of those episodes. Tonight, we have a very special guest co-host. We've been blabbing for about almost 20 minutes now prior to us getting started. And you guys have listened to me. You know how giddy I get. So I talk a lot already. So I'm going to try to, you know, bring that down a little bit. We know it's not going to work. But um, allegedly. (laughs) I try. I try. So. um, So wait, wait, wait. So funny. I'm 21 years. Is he? Is he? Is he? Is he? Is he? 
no. So tonight, I want you guys to, well, when I'm done, give a huge, I want you to stand up in your living room. Don't do it if you're driving, but stand up and give an applause once I finish what I'm about to say. Tonight's guest co-host is a certified life, sex, and coach committed to life enhancement as the cardiologist of the emotionally scarred. I like that. That is fire right there. I'm going to let that sink in. It's kind of like a mic drop right there. (laughs) Hey. So we have Dr. Casey. Um, She is a devoted mother, published author, certified life coach, seven disciplines, guys, seven. So she, she shouldn't take this lightly. She is an ordained minister, a sex educator, a civil mediator. Oh, we need we need that. Intuitive, inspirational speaker, business strategist. I love this one. An advocate of purpose. Yes, all kind of stuff for that one. Philosopher of soul development, visionary, disabled army veteran. And even though I was told by a veteran before that, they're like, please don't ever say this, but thank you so much for what you've done. Yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> Well, I don't want to done it. I, I'm like, you want me to go where? Uh, no. A radio show host, publisher, talent consultant, and an extraordinary community-based life enhancement coach who, who believes in love, faith, and enjoying life while living out your soul purpose. I mean, that is straight facts right there. Um, Casey is not only someone who's very talented. This is very important. She's very educated. You, we can sometimes think that we know it all, but we don't. Knowledge is power, and you're never too old to continue to learn. Casey has earned her bachelor's degree in applied management with the emphasis on psychology in 2011 from GCU. Sidebar really quick. I went to GCU like three years ago, was doing great. I was taking business courses and the assignment was to come up with your business plan. I knew then that I wanted my business plan to focus on helping people of color get into the cannabis industry. You, you know, they told me that I couldn't do that because it didn't match with the, you know, their philosophies. I said, well, let's just go ahead and call this a day then. Thank you for the four. I actually was like, a year, almost a year. But we have no problem with GCU. No. Because I still go there. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has no problem with GCU. <laughs> GCU could come to me right now and be like, for free, all the courses you want, and you can be a professor. And I have to choose my words right, wisely. Um, but Casey is now pursuing her purpose. See, you guys already got off topic. While using all of her God-given skills, ability, gifts, and abilities. She's currently working on Good Head Group Interactive Virtual Learning Center. Love Gang Affiliation Program. Can't wait to hear more about that. Producing audiobooks. We're going to have to talk a little bit about that. I have an audiobook that I want to get started. Uh, classes, movie ideas, dabbling in writing, poems, and music. But her passion is helping people. And I'll just go ahead and add on to her passion. It's her purpose. We all have a universe and spiritually divine, um, I want to say, 
assignment. Um, and we're all parts of energy. We're just, the universe is made of energy. And we all have our destined, you know, outcomes. So I strongly believe that Casey was born and blessed the rest of society with her presence her skills, her abilities, her passions. Um, and like I said, her true purpose. Uh, Casey has been coined most wanted and valuable insider and capital dang for her idealistic thought process, creative concepts, and intuitive insight. Casey's deepest desire is to help bring unity and love back into our culture and community. Yes, we need that. Now, I am so, 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 so happy. I am grateful. I feel like the universe, and it was already universe. When I was five years old, talking about I was going to be Janet, the universe was like, girl, no, you're not. We're going to have you meet with another fantastic, fierce, and fabulous woman and uh, create some great content together on this thing called the podcast, you know. Somebody has told me that at five. I don't know, like, who? But everybody, please welcome. Welcome, welcome. Like I said, this is time to stand up, guys. Except if you're driving. Um, and we want to welcome Casey to the podcast. Hey, so funny enough, Janet Jackson was my first concert ever. Um, one of my cousin-in-laws used to dance for her. And um, a couple of years ago, my children's first concert was Janet Jackson's. Oh, my God. I look from watching her on Good Times. okay, Penny and then watching and I'm, you know, I'm not don't don't listen to me like, oh, she old. I'm a kid. (laughs) Um, And we have things called reruns Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, different strokes. And then just watching her. And I remember the very first time. Video Soul, now I'm going to date myself. Video Soul was just heavy pumping the new Janet uh, song, Control. And I remember Donnie Simpson with his cute eyes, little light eyes. I remember being like, Donnie seems excited. Maybe he knows something. <laughs> and my, my dad said, don't you run back there to you know, turn on no video. So as soon as they were watching MASH, I will never forget. As soon as they were watching MASH, I snuck back in their room. And the TV that they had was one of those old TVs where the knobs would make the nose, make the noise. Yeah, yes. And uh, you still had to turn that, even though we had cable. So I was turning that furiously, but trying to be quiet so I could get to that video. And the first time I saw Janet, when I was 17, I was like, oh. You gave me two. My girl right here, my girl. <laughs> when my very first talent show a year later, doing that song. I made up a choreography. My mom didn't have any idea. And I was in there doing a snake and the bike. <laughs> doing things that, that, that the Christian family, uh, especially with my grandfather being, uh, opening his own church. Especially they were touching that their time, pearls. That time, they, they, it was a lot stricter than what it is nowadays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, uh, it's very, um, I don't want to say lackadaisical, but I feel That's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, we didn't get a choice. Mm-mm. We went to church. I remember growing up and my little cousins would be, you know, across the street 
at the, you know, at the store, getting some, or outside. And I'm like, wait a minute, I have to sit here and listen to so many sermons, but now y'all get to be on the back, you know, it definitely changed uh, over, over the time and no, no shades over my family, but all of my cousins that were deep in the church all became team mothers. Hmm. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. While I was the, you know, white girl up here in, in Elk Grove listening to New Kids on the Block. So wait, wait, wait. So I'll get back on topic. Here we go. Dana <laughs> took me there. Dana took me there. So now that actually, I mean, we got that question up there. What is your all time favorite? Oh gosh, it's hard to just say song. I, yeah, we'll say song. I'll make it, I'll make it tough. I was going to say album, but. I have, I, I could name the three would probably be Control or Four, Control, um, Rhythm Nation, Anytime, Any Place, and Scream. Scream has always been one of my favorite songs. Oh my God. Look, can still, well, I try to do the choreography. <laughs> I can't do it no more. <laughs> that if, you know, that was that album came out around the time that I was like 15, 16, and you kind of start to develop your what your idea of, you know, your, your sexual identity is, um, in a way. And I just remember being like, Oh, I, I can wear a vest like that when my titties poked up and that little puka shell choker she had on everything. Janet was my favorite Janet song is road burn and whatever song she did with justice. Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you said whatever the song was at the Super Bowl is said enough. Rock your body. Gonna have you naked by the end of this song. Which leads me to my point of that shit was planned. But a lot of things are planned that they try to act like isn't planned because it get backlash. Because it, it's starting to seem to me that that Will Smith smack might have oh. been a little bit more planned than what they wanted to uh, admit. But once it blew up out of control, it was uh-huh. kind of too late to say. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I don't think Will was in his best uh, mental state, and I think it was definitely fabricated to kind of help Jada save face because she's been talking out the side of her neck and she's not, you know, married to a man that she respects. So Chris I think Rock was- stuck his face out to get slapped. That part and then um if it was real, it he uh it definitely was a irritation when he was walking when Will was coming out of his seat. Mm-hmm. Um, to probably say something, and then he looked at him like, "Oh, what? Did, what he gonna yeah. come and do?" Because yeah. that, that would have made me smack the piss out of somebody too. If you laughing at yeah. me, like, "What am I gonna do?" Like, I ain't big Look, enough. Like, I mean, well, let's talk about how. All right, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, try to soften the blow. That slap was a bitch ass slap. Like that. Like the way his hand was like it reminded me of a cheerleading. Like the when you make blades when you cheerlead. Like, that's how his hand was, which also leads me to believe, because I did drama, that is a fake slap. If you cup your hand, you know, you don't get that much of a stink. And um, then he goes back to his seat and proceeds Tom, to yell, uh, don't keep my, keep my, my brains out your mouth. Yeah, right. Ain't nobody heard Will Smith cuss a day and, it's a, and all of a sudden you just gangbanging at the Oscars. Like, and I swear, this is what I, oh. I'm telling you. This is what happened. So he made the joke, and then she was like, "Pop wouldn't let him get away with that." 
He was laughing at first. This is the thing. Um, Chris Rock is one of those vile, I would call him a vile comedian because his Mm -hmm. whole set has always been, whether he's in a movie or doing stand-up, is belittling and tearing people down to make himself feel better. Um, Whether he's belittling and um, tearing Black people down or he's belittling and tearing down like um, that it's a movie Grown Ups where he's Uh talking to the everybody in every role that he is in since New Jack City when he was the crackhead. He uh-huh. has been very um, demeaning, um, and he he his roles are to be the asshole and talk yeah. crap about whoever. So he's gotten used to that, and he thinks a lot of people that are comedians think that it's okay until you realize that it's not. Um, and that yeah. wasn't necessarily the first time that he talked about Will and Jada. Um, it just so happened that he yeah. at that time. Yeah. Um, so I think that- New Jack City, American staple in in, in movie history. Mm, definitely. <laughs> New I, Jack I, but, remember, but look how he looked. But remember, this his come up has been very much because of CB4 white, was the biggest yeah. coon yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. He, but yeah. he's a, he, he's definitely coonish. Yeah, yeah, um, even yeah. afterwards, he did. He was on an interview, or they were showing clips of him on some um show where he was telling somebody it was okay to say the n word, like uh, a white person, like you. So, it's, if you look at the way Samuel Jackson acted um, afterwards, he was giving high fives and shit. You could tell that, you know. Yeah, they, they, they nobody is really mad in our community. Um, it was no. just the backlash of the public. I just know. I was like, what is this fake? Because I wasn't, I wasn't, I used to be an award show nut, but, you know, getting older and realizing how much they don't like to include us mm-hmm. until a few years back, they, you know, Regina King won. They were like, oh, here y'all go. Here y'all go. We'll just keep trickling off you. Yeah, right um, now is everything that they're doing is to appease yes. the fact that they have left this out for so long. Yeah. So it's not mm-hmm. even authentic or genuine. It's you're, they're doing it because we've made a fuss about it. So yeah, you wouldn't yeah. have done it if no fuss was made. And that's the At part all. that kind of leaves me like, whatever, because y'all because wouldn't I, have to do it for real anyways. At all. And Will we Smith's always been the uh, happy music guy. Like, he was never the angry rapper or anything like that. Yeah, that's that crossover. he deserved a pass because even uh-huh. if it was real, he has been picked at and made fun of for oh, his yes. whole career. I Every, remember when he won the uh, Grammy. And how the rest, you know, because at that time it was like NWA and, you know, and uh, Public Enemy. And they were like, he is not rap. Now, to me, at 10, 11, 12 years old, I was like, what you talking about? Parents don't understand it's fire. Yes. But, <laughs> summertime, all that. Yeah, you, yeah oh, summertime still. Come on. Put, right. that, put that on right now because it makes you feel just Good. like summertime, like a Sunday afternoon. When Fresh Prince was originally on, we always thought it was that Viv's reason why she left. But now that they did the interview and everything, mm-hmm. it was because of Will Smith. I mean, how dare he get a black woman who had a career before you and helped your non-acting self? Because Will Smith could not have that way out of a paper bag till like about the fourth season. Look, if anybody think I'm lying, go watch an episode. I'll wait. But it, I mean, well, he did give that very convincing uh, role in Six Degrees of Separation. Convincing? 
be very convincing. What are you trying I've to say? Said that, I've always said that Will, he will take the loving from wherever you may be able to get it. And then he marries Jada, who looks like she probably straps it up and handles it. You it, know, it, They were the first couple that was part of the black Hollywood swingers circle, yeah. Professor Ogilvy. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Professor Ogilvy? Uh, we speak in movie quotes and TV show quotes, so... That was definitely a shout out to Cat Williams, if you guys don't remember. Um, but no, it, I, I think it's when you look back at all his career, he's definitely been handled well. He's definitely yeah. been groomed well where, you know, he still did movies that black people love. You know, uh, Independence Day, Bad Boys, you go Great and do it with Martin, you know, who definitely had his black card, you know, to say. Um, they had very different shows on at the same time, but that was, I mean, that was a good matchup. Whoever his publicist or manager his or handler is, <laughs> yeah, they've, they've done a good job. Um, I think that with everything that's happened with them is they were talking too much, which all, which led me to believe that the whole slap was bullshit. Because if I heard about right. him and vomiting after sex one more time and all the women he was having sex with and. But that was COVID. Cause. During COVID, he went and started his own little YouTube and well, got the top of too. buildings and all that other stuff. He was starting 15. So I think, yeah, so I think a little bit of it. I think you know, it's him. just a lot going on. Well, first off, they've been, the whole Red Table Talk doesn't bother me um, because um, it's helpful, helpful for somebody. Mm-hmm. But somebody, they've somebody. been private. Well, because I, it's a lot of people that's like, they tired of Jada um, and her talking. But she's like healing in front of the world um, and exposing herself, um, kind of allowing us into her space. And I think Mm -hmm. people were comfortable when they didn't know and they had to wonder and guess. Um, Like you said, they was like the first couple that black people heard about being swingers um, or having an open relationship in Hollywood. Although they never tried to admit it. Like we all stupid. Well, well, Uh, no, I think on the table talk. On the red, t- yeah. When they start talking about the entanglements, and then they start talking about when going to the opposite sides of the house and uh-huh. having their own little thing, they they like most people admit it, but admit things in a way to where it still yeah. allows you the opportunity yeah. to wonder, yeah, thing you know, and yeah. not really know. So if you know, you know. If you can catch the lingo, then definitely. But um, a lot of times, people think they want to know about people. <laughs> Until they learn and they, about people yeah. and realize and it's either your it's your own it. yeah it's your own um, hangups that makes mm-hmm. you uncomfortable with something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I feel that most people usually are very inquisitive, um, and they you know so they'll ask you know questions. Some are sometimes like really yeah, okay, and see I'm the type of person where I have no filter, so I'll tell you. You ask, I'm gonna tell you. But when I, they did that. Uh, August Alcina interview where Will Smith, well, where she said entanglement, we were like, Will Smith knew the entire time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the entire time for about. the vacations and all of that. It's no all way you got this little go- uh, this little guy on vacation with you and you don't know he's sleeping with your wife. And he is it, not it. that child's best friend or good friend. Alpha no, Alpha that Alpha was just is, the boy to, to make so it okay. Right? Them babies don't look like they don't hang around anybody but other yeah, say weirdo, but they are. <laughs> I mean, look, they ra- they know when they raised them. They raised them in those private schools where all that you know rich, 
you know, rich money and then allow the, the time, little boy to move out schools, at 15. Those private schools are, are worse um, as far yeah. as exposure because you, the rich people have a different uh-huh. type of palate. They, uh-huh. they're, they're doing a lot of different type of things. So it's a lot of times they think that it's better to be in a private school. And sometimes it's really not. You don't see Lisa Ray Sun doing that though. What is that, babe? You don't see Lisa Ray Sun doing that. Lisa Ray Sun from the TV show. Oh, his oldest <laughs> Lisa Ray played the mom in the movie, the TV show. The oldest son, yeah. With oh, oh. Dwayne Tisha Campbell's husband. Oh, they did have that show when CW before no it was UPN before CW. When it was Black People be, Network. Black people got the short hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Elise Neal was in it. I don't remember. Yeah. Elise Neal. Yeah, that's right. All all of us? All of us. Yep. Yeah. I'm talking uh, about win trivia show. Um, <laughs> and I did not watch that. But yeah, um, Dwayne Martin. Yeah, it came on right after uh, Flex. Well, don't bring him up because I think that he's the real reason why Tisha Campbell filed the lawsuit against Martin because Yep. It's kind of weird that as soon as they start dating and getting married, that she had a problem with Martin. And then as soon as they get a divorce, the problem is no longer in existence. Uh-huh. And she What's even crazier is sex trafficker. Now she's being sex trafficked. So she's making up stories again. Oh, boy. Yeah. I just, I, I could definitely see it because her and Martin had a great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely but she didn't like have a problem with it until she got engaged and was ready yeah. to be married. Before uh-huh. then, she was cool with whatever it is that they had going uh-huh. on. Because he came on that set, it was like, ah, I don't like how you doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because mm-hmm. I, I watched, you know, who doesn't watch? You look, you turn to BET on any weekend, and that's all you go see is Martin. But um, I stream everything, but. It's good to some sit down, sit down and just laugh and and look at it now through different eyes and see how talented everybody was and what he was doing at that time. And what mm. bothers me is people say that the show didn't age. I think that it definitely could. Um, I think Martin is that kind of a uh, Fred Sanford, mm. but young, and says what he says, and it will be the same way now. Like, you know. I, I don't think they would approach, you know, uh, somebody so, being like, you know, saying no, they, them, you know, the pronouns or. With Tommy not being there. Yeah. And then just how it ended with Gina and Martin mm-hmm. not being on scene together. It seemed kind of weird for them to come back and be like, ah, we're married. They, they can make it work. Um, they could play that they split up or something. They yeah. they could definitely um, put a storyline behind, you know, some of the separation. Um, even if you picked up from when they was on their vacation and um, all of those things. So if you picked it up in that area, it could be like they they were separated or something happened. And then you could even, the story can go so many ways because you can put them with different children and then you Uh can bring them back together like on amended fences type of thing. I I don't want to see them like getting together. I do run with it. You know, I think it would have been nice to see them get back together after unfortunately with Tommy passing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I could have seen Cole being, like, a Jeff Bezos type. Like, he, he's so dumb. Mm-hmm. But, like, Cole just being super successful. Two um, things. One, it'd be hilarious if Martin was with Pam. That would be... I was just God. about to say that, babe. But <laughs> the second thing was, you said you didn't want to give anybody ideas. And we're mm-hmm. always saying that 
we don't want to say anything out loud, put it in the universe because somebody's gonna steal our dude. Well, yeah, they just did their reunion. They just well, did no, the whole I, sit down. I, I put stuff out there. Uh, I used to do it a lot more and just have ideas floating around, and then I started seeing a lot of my ideas floating around. So I decided uh-huh. to stop because uh-huh. I realized that I was lying in people's pockets, and yeah. um, I wasn't getting no reward. <laughs> yeah, I told her to, to stop talking out yeah. loud like two years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm I mean, it's just anywhere like because talk, I feel like they're picking up on everything. Everything, especially if it's ours. They, you know, mm-hmm. jump on that. Uh, <laughs> look, my oldest son is half white people, so don't be like, oh, she's racist. I'm just speaking the truth. Um, so, kind of going back to the Jada, I did want to ask because I thought it was um, very interesting that you mentioned that from your perspective, you saw that or you see that red table talk for her is is uh, like her therapy is, is, um, you know, cathartic for her. Do you think that it's genuine or do you think that, you know, she's doing the best acting that she's ever done in her entire life? I think it's genuine. Uh Um, and the reason why I think so is because, um, literally when you begin to talk about your traumas, they are layered. So, Mm -hmm. um, although she is able to talk about some of her traumas there, we're getting a 30 minute episode, of bits and pieces of her connecting with other people talking about things that she's gone through so it is a tip of therapeutic for her um but i'm sure she's talking about way more stuff when she's actually in therapy with her therapist oh she so needs I, to be i mean her mom would be sitting there looking at her like girl well her mama not ready to hear all that. To talk. i mean her mom's not Facts. knocking her Facts. because of her drug passed, but mm-hmm. if your mother raised you to be who you are, then your mother is partly responsible as also. Even if she did not take part in everything, she still was supposed to guide her child through whatever there. it is that her and child it's unfortunately a cycle because if I recall, I don't watch it a lot, but just clips here and there. If I recall, her mother talked about her mother mm-hmm. and how they had a strained relationship and how she wasn't there for her and um, you know, she found a lot of solace in in men. You know, didn't they uh, talk about the girl watching porn? Willow, yeah, and, and, and she was like, "I wish I think, we wouldn't have did that." Yeah, I think Jada said that um, that her grandmother might have taught her to masturbate when she was like nine or ten years yeah. old. So yeah. when you think about all of those things, and then I think about Jada saying she didn't want to get married necessarily, but you know, based on the presentation of the time. She felt forced to get married. So uh-huh. it's not that she doesn't respect Will, in my opinion. It is that they've learned to live with each other. I'm sure that they're probably happily and married. And play their roles. Yeah. Right. But, but they're they, like a dynasty couple. A little power couple for black people. Like, Well, aren't they Scientologists too? No. I don't think that they're Scientologists. They, they might have dabbled in that at some point, but I don't think that they do that now. Yeah, um, I, I don't know for sure. I don't know them personally. Yeah. I don't sit on their couch and I don't talk to them personally. Right, right. Um, but I didn't go to um, Sunday dinner disclaimer. this week. No, yeah. but um, I, that was one of the things that you know were out there um, before it really blew up, and they were in the forefront. You know what I'm saying? Um, I wish that they would up. would dive more into the openness of their relationship a little bit. And be because, honest, yeah. Because right now, the way it play, the way they're allowing it to play out, makes Jada look like the scum of the earth, and yes. Will is just this. Uh-huh. And I know that Will Smith and the did, like you know, he didn't yeah. did his share of whatever oh, the hell he was going to do. They got the girl out there. 
um, Nina, somebody, or she used to host a late night show on um, NBC. She was a YouTuber and, and um, she hosted Double Dare when they brought it back, which I would have loved to be on that show. Um, oh my gosh, what is her name? Thank you for joining us on Soulmates and Swingers. We hope that you enjoyed yourself just as much as we did. Please don't miss our next play date. It just wouldn't be the same without you. Until next time, be passionate, be in the moment, be bold, be loving, be the best version of you. Love and light. Hey, this is Mondo. Thanks for joining us this week on Soulmates and Swingers. If you have any questions or any topics that you want us to cover, you can reach us at 12 i n n s a t i b a at gmail.com and also on twitter at 12 i n n s a t i b a make sure you like follow subscribe comment hit all the buttons you can except for the delete button and we'll see you next week Thank you.